0: We're going to talk about Purim, obviously. <laughs> now, I'm an unlucky I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fellow when I come to crowd like, like you people because I'm sure you remember what we spoke last year. <laughs> and if you don't remember, I'll start talking and then you remind yourself. So I'm going to try to continue from last year. I'll repeat, um, review in, in short what we discussed. It'll be a little, a little different. You know, different words, but it'll be they're basically the same. And today, what we're going to do, I'm going to go into particulars of the mitzvahs of Purim. This this is something very new to me. As a matter of fact, even even when I spoke to yesterday in our shemeyach, I didn't have this idea. To, but I worked it out last night with my with my friends. What what is the expression of the four mitzvahs of Purim? So let us first talk about halachically what the four mitzvahs of Purim are. On puran there are four mitzvahs, and we and, I, and we repeat this every year that these mitzvahs the women are, are chayav just as the men. They have The same ab- obligation. The first mitzvah is Kriyas Megillah. That is the mitzvah to listen to the Megillah, and this, this this I'm sure you know, that we have to listen to the Megillah twice at night and by day, and we have to hear every single dingle dingle word, which is many times a problem. You know the children are are, are making a lot of noise, and if you go to the, if you go to shul, so. You have to be very careful to hear every word. Now, that's the first mitzvah. The second mitzvah is, by the way, I, I mentioned this, that if, if you're in shul or, and you miss a word, you can say it from the kumash, you can say it by heart. You don't have to hear every single word from the Megillah. you understand why? Because Darrochah is that a Megillah that is missing a word is also kosher. As if a turn is missing, even even a drop of ink is is possible, or a mezuzah, or or a phillim. Whereas the megillah has a special halacha. Well, where We have a special halacha. Have to do my job the right way. <laughs> that it could be it could be a word missing. So if let's say, let's say the chaz said a word. Let's say, Homan. And, and and before he had time to say it, they started they started rattling. So you could say the word "hamon," and 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 uh, you master. That's It's very important. And even two words, even three words. I'm not exactly how much, but even, in other words, you could you could, uh, you could fill in the words yourself. But make sure you, have, you hear every word. It's a very very important mitzvah. It's a wonderful mitzvah that everyone is men or women. Then we have a mitzvah, two presents that we give on Purim. We give we give Mishlach monies, we give send presents to friends, Ishle ayu a person to his friend, and this has to be food, you can't send money. It has to be food, and the, 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 the Ber is, you could, you could elaborate, the Ber Chiov is, at least to one person, that there should be two monies, there should be two portions, and the portions should be different. I mean, you, you all know this, i just repeating what everyone knows. Then there's a mitzvah of, and again, women is the whole problem of how, how to become this mitzvah. You have, you, have figure, you have to know what to do with that because, because if the, the home sends probably, that's, 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 the, that's the husband. So, I don't know exactly how it's called. To, uh, the woman can send all to her friends, and really she, her husband sends So What she probably has to do is she has to take, make a special king on some foods, and, and it should become hers exclusively. And, uh, and she should send it to her friend. And then there's a mitzvah of Matonah Slevyonim that you should give at least the two poor people one one present, each one a present, and this present can be money. And then there's a mitzvah of Suda's pur. There's a very special mitzvah to eat a su'dah pur. To wash and eat bread, that's what's most, most basic, and to eat it and to enjoy the suda. And it should be a lavish suda and a delicious suda. And the epitome of the suda is that you should drink and drink until you become so drunk that you don't know how to differentiate between orahum and Baruch Mordechat. Now, according to many opinions, it does not mean literally, but there's a lot of ways of, of, of express. And one of them is that you drink so much until you fall asleep. And once you're asleep, you turn out a different Other ways of saying it. Whatever it is, we never saw someone who was so drunk. Once in my life, I had the mitzvah. I was, 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 a I was singing, and I, and I just got mixed up, and I said, Haman, and I started screaming, and hey, I had to the mitzvah, finally. <laughs> We're going to explain that it's a very, very deep, very deep expression of Baruch It's not, you know, just like everything in the Torah. It's not just uh, just being drunk. It's a very, very deep expression of saying Baruch Homan and saying Oramarduch And, of course, only when you're drunk, because if you're, if you're saying it, you say that it's an averim. <laughs> when you're drunk, you're saying that the words itself have a very, very deep meaning. So here we have the four mitzvahs Again, the four mitzvahs were, reading the Megillah, And so does Purim. Now, let us try to review some of the things we spoke spoke last year or two years ago, I don't even remember. But I'm sure if I was here, I I spoke with something which is very, very basic. And then we'll try to elaborate how this works out with the mitzvahs. Now, the first thing to, uh, to know is, the very, 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 very important piece of knowledge, that Purim is a very, very special day. Something very, very special about Purim. And the sign of that is that Purim is the epitome of the Mu'adim. Which means the Mu'adim start with a Pesach. The positive in the Purish. That, that we start from Pesach. And then we climb a ladder. And the highest rung of the ladder, the, the, most, the, the holiest day, and the greatest day, is Purim. And the Riyad says, of, or Remez, that Yom Kippur is almost like Purim. The Purim has above Yom Kippur. So there's something very, very special about Purim. It's a very special day, and of course, I don't know if I'm going to do the job, but let me try to explain what's, what, what's happening on Purim. What happened on Purim was that, that the whole issue of, of, of humanity as a whole, and Yiddishkeit as, as, as exclusively, is a connection between Hashem and, and, and humanity. That's what it means to be human. An animal enjoys Hashem's kindness, but it's not connected to Hashem. It doesn't talk to Hashem. It doesn't have the realization of, of the beauty of Hashem simply speaking. In his own language he also talks to Hashem, but, it's, all, but it's, all, it's, 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 it's in his own realm. But we call seichel, knowledge, cl- clarity of knowledge the animal doesn't have. We have the knowledge of Hashem, and we can talk to Hashem, we can commute with Hashem, and we can connect to Hashem, and that's what it means to be human. Now to be Jewish means, to connect to Hashem with love. And there's, there's two kinds of loves. Hashem loves the goyim also, like you love your, your washing machine, like you love your car. But Hashem loves us like you love your children, like, you lo- like, like a husband and wife love each other. You're supposed to love each other. They do love each other, sometimes they don't know it, they forget it. But they love each other. But you're supposed, But we love Hashem, like, 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 like with love of the mushroom of family. Now, the whole, the whole cycle of the year, and all the mitzvahs are expressions of this love, of all mitzvahs mean. And in my lectures that you people here, I, I spoke about this hundreds of times. And every single mitzvah you'll have, you have to express how does it has an expression of love. A matzah is like a like a wedding ring, right? And that, that, that we, made, we remind ourselves of our original marriage, And the sukkah is a hug, and and a is a kiss. And every single mitzvah that you'll find will have an analogy of, of of a, a relationship. And Bohu created the whole issue of relationships in this world. Because without this creation, we couldn't, we couldn't imagine what it means to, to, to love Hashem. He's so, he's, so, he's so much above us, infinite. So Hashem gave us this Mishalom, and Hashem says, even though he cannot understand it, but these Mishalom apply to Hashem. And there's uh, words in the, in the Mishalom, which if I wouldn't say these words, I wouldn't believe it, but he says these words. He says, I'm going off the subject. He says, he says I'll quote it, I'll quote the words, all the three words. He talks about kanoyas. Kanoyas means, means uh, zealism. That if someone doesn't have area, so you get you get excited, you know you, you stand on the corner and you scream Shabbos, you shaman. So he says, he says the kanoys is an expression of love. He says if someone would would, 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 would be insulting to your father, or would give him a spit to your mother, to a child, to a husband, to a wife, you couldn't keep quiet; you'd burn within you. He says, Sahar Hashem," and then he says these words. I'm not quoting. He says. He is one of the many kinds of lovers. In other words, we might think that Hashem, you know, it's just, just an analogy, but you have to take the analogy and, and completely disattach from, from, from the marshal. He says, no. He says, We love our daddy, we love our mom, we love our husband, our wife, we love Hashem. It's, it's, it's the same type of love. We have, it warms our heart and we feel his closeness, we feel his, how delicious he is. And we talk to him, we love, we love him, we, we feel his presence, his closeness. And it's the same God that we generate the family, we generate to Hashem. And of course you have to magnify it, because in comparison to the love of Hashem, everything is nothing. But he says, this is the words is brought with It's one of, the, one of the species, one of the species of lovers. Unbelievable. Coming back to the issue, all Moadim have this expression. And we usually say that Pesach is the expression of a newborn baby. How, how a parent loves a baby when he's born so it's an unbelievable love that's what Pesach is Pesach is we were born and everything the baby eats is sterilized that's why Pesach you eat, even a it's, everything is clean everything is sterilized Pesach is madel wonderful, wonderful, excitement. Madel-ton, the baby was born that's Pesach and Shluis is a mashul of mitzvah you know the little boy is up there and they become a mitzvah and you're proud of him and he's a good boy it's a wonderful simcha it's a special expression and then Sukkot of course is the chuppah that's, that's, that's the epitome that you, you build house with Hashem. Now, Purim is the epitome of, of this expression of love. There's no moyat that generates love between us and Hashem as Purim. And the reason is because there's nothing that generates and uncovers the depth, the depth of love as crisis. A person knows he loves his child, but doesn't know how much he loves his child until Hashem's child is sick. And the more, the more dangerously sick the child is, the more, all of a sudden, you realize how much he loves the child. I mean, you know this as a nature. I've heard this from someone who told me, he said, I have 10 children, one is an autistic child. He said, I love more than all I put together. Because he needs my love and, and, and I put so much into him that it's, it's unbelievable how much, what a place it takes in my heart. And it's, it's, it's a fact in life that crisis is what generates love more than anything else. Now, in the history of the world, there was never a moment of crisis like Purim. Because if, if, if Haman wants to kill us, that's rubbish. He's not the only one. And Stalin was, 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 had the same ideas as Haman and Hitler, for sure. And Saddam Hussein is the same thing, the Rukhannes are the same thing, and they're all the same. And all, it's all a bunch of rubbish. But when Hashem, and this never happened, only once in history, that the Leo and Navi met Mordechai, and Mordechai says, what does Hashem say? And Mordechai heard from the and Nabi that Hashem actually signed under, under the decree. This was a moment of darkness that never was. That never was. We know we always can turn to Hashem. We always rely on Hashem. And here Hashem, the only time in history, actually signed us all. Simply speaking, Hashem Now this is not a joke. And the Meral says when, when Hashem signed, it means, it means the Jewish people were, were, were dead completely. And Purim was a new a new birth to the Jewish people. It was really a zchut to the Jewish people because the signature is is signature is, is the absolute truth. Whatever it is, the crisis, the dark, the moment of darkness that the Jewish people felt, and that on Purim and that Hashem felt on Purim. And the original Purim nev- never was and never will be. And the pasuk says, ha Ha'melach means Hashem. Kavayah Hashem couldn't sleep." He got, he got, he got, he got a phone call from the you, 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 one an only child was killed in a car accident. You know, so you don't sleep that night. And that's what Hashem, Hashem got, actually, he, he has one child, has one, one Am Yisrael, it's all he has. And his only one only child is dead. But simply dead. I mean, it doesn't make a difference, it was Hashem within Himself that, 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 that did it. But that, but that was a fact. Hashem's only child was dead. And that generated such an excitement and on uh, Hashem's part to His people, such an expression of love that never will be, will, will be, will, will, will be compared. There'll never be such a thing. Not in Pesach, not in that, not super that Never, never. Because even on Yom Kippur, which is almost like Purim, and it's a terrible moment for Hashem, because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Jewish people that you know they're just not going to make it. And he sees he sees his children are are being written off. But it's but it's but it's only it's only a certain part of the Jewish people. It's not not the whole the whole of the Jewish people. And it's something, it's something. It's more on a personal basis, not on not, not, not a national basis. It's, it's a completely different story. Even the Yom Kippur is, is also, it generates a, a love to Hashem that all the heavens are open, but not like Purim. Now, the miracle of Purim, the miracle of Purim, says Ariya Kodesh. I wouldn't say, I mean, you can't say such a thing, Ariya Kodesh says it. The miracle of Purim is that that love that was generated, that connection that was generated, originated, the original Purim, by nature, as time goes on, the next year, you know, you imagine that last year was a, you know, it was a wonderful moment that, that the child was reborn, and and, and, and we were so excited, and the father came back to life, and Hashem and, and the child came home with such presence from all, from all sides. The next year, you drink a and The Rebbe Kooker says the miracle of Purim is that every single year, Hashem regenerates by miracle. That love and that that's happiness. That Hashem had, and the Jewish people had, when after the moment of the of the of the darkest crisis that ever was, that love is generated every single year, as if this is, as if this year was Purim, the original Purim, and all the heavens are open. There is no day like Purim. As an example, Chazal say, When it comes to the money of Purim, because that's what Hashem does. And again, beautiful, beautiful analogy. You have a little boy, he's, he's, you know, he's playing ball on the side his mommy told him a hundred times, don't play ball in the street and his ball flies into the gutter and the car throws away the ball. He comes crying, mommy, I lost my ball. He says, yeah, you deserve it. You're a bad boy. But in Chas the child was knocked down by the car even though it was his own fault 100%. And someone says to mommy, you know, your child was hit by a car. And the doctor said, yeah, well, you deserve it. At that moment, everything, everything you have against the child, just flies away. He turns into the most delicious, sweet little, little little, little angel that ever was, as if he was the the, the best child in the world. That's called Einbud poor All of a sudden, I mean, his on He didn't even say, you know, I told him a million times, be careful. There's no such thing. And that's Bchalah nature that, that, that Jewish people have to know that. A little child playing with matches, and his mommy says, you're going to you going to burn yourself. Don't play with matches. And he takes away the matches once. He gives him a patch three times, and he goes into the room and he plays in matches and he gets a burn. He'll never be embarrassed to come to say, Mommy, I got a burn! He'll never be embarrassed. And Mom will never say, go to the, go to the clinic by yourself. When a, Jewish, when a Jewish child is in crisis, is in pain, always, always go to Hashem. Never be embarrassed to go to Hashem. Hashem will never say to you, why would you do it? Never. In the time of pain, Hashem will always have open arms and always accept us and never mention our affairs. It's a wonderful moment, the time of pain. And as I said, this, the, the greatest crisis that ever was in the history of, of creation was Purim. And that's why that's the greatest love that was generated. Now all this I spoke you, if you remember. And uh, maybe I have a few little additions. Now I'm going to try to explain this morning, Bezer Hashem, the expression of these, of these, of, of these four mitzvahs. Now, let me try to explain what this means. When we talk about... Ha- Hashem loves us. And the connection between us and Hashem. We talk about the connection between us and Hashem. So we say that the connection of Purim is the greatest connection that ever was. Now, this, is, this, is, this, is, this doesn't make sense. Of course, Shabbos, there's more holiness and there's more connection to Hashem than Purim. And for Yom Kippur also. And for that, for, that, for, that, for that reason, any more. And to prove it, every morning is, is a holy day. Purim is not a holy day. You, you, you're not open a Shrek, match, and Purim. You can't strike a match on Shabbos, you can't strike a match on Kippah, you can't strike a match on Yom Tif. It's going to take from fire to fire, right? So what does it mean? It means like this. It does not mean that the feeling of, of closeness is, is the strongest. It means the feeling of closeness penetrates the deepest. And I'm going to explain this very, very, very simply. What happens over here is... The biggest partition between us and, and, and this thing Hashem is love is nature. The biggest partition is nature. Very simply speaking, when you walk out into the street and you, breath, you breathe Hashem's fresh air. Now, if you would see people, uh, all around you, people lying on the floor and they have no oxygen, and in front of you miraculously, there's a, a, a little ball of oxygen and you're breathing normally. say thank you Hashem say thank you Hashem because you know that Hashem gave you a a portion of oxygen exclusive to to myself it's exclusive to me and it's an expression of love but the moment that there's there's all the people including the goyim and the the, the cats and the dogs everyone has a joint oxygen everyone is breathing so I don't feel that that the breath that I breathe is something that is an expression of Hashem's love to me everyone is breathing I'm also breathing I should be actually worse than the cats, worse than the dogs. So nature is the biggest partition that we don't see Hashem's love. Everyone is breathing, I'm also breathing. Everyone's eating, I'm also eating. Everyone gets married, I get married. Everyone has children, I also get children. Right? Everyone has a house, I also have a house. Yeah, but some people don't have, don't have these beauties. Some people don't have but a lot of people do have them. There's nothing very exclusive. So really nature which is really the, the, the greatest beauty that Hashem gives a person. Because there's nothing precious as life. There's nothing as precious as ear. Nothing as precious as a family. Nothing precious as a house. Nothing precious as, as eyes, as ears. The most precious present that we get for, from Hashem, we don't feel very exclusive to us. Now, really, it's in the mind. Let me explain to you. Let me say, let's say I come home. Let's say I come home, right? I come home, I was visit South Africa, and I come home, and one of my children prepares for, for Tati, someone that I love, my wife and children, that's so why I got children, and prepares for, for her father a cookie. She baked a cookie. Why don't she bake a cookie? Because Tati's coming home from Africa. So she's baking a cookie. So she's saying, I baked Tati a cookie, and to put it on a plate, and Tati comes in. But she has a problem, you know. Love is something that you're supposed to cover up. That's supposed to be so, so open. So what does she do? So she makes cookies for everybody. She doesn't just anybody's cookies. And then when she puts the cookie on the plate, she puts the cookie. This is Patty's cookie. But Tati's not going to like that. She puts a cookie here for the ankle, for the baby, for Mary, for the family, for all the, all the children. Now, those cookies all around, does that minimize the exclusiveness of the expression that she makes me a cookie and she, give, and she give a cookie to her father? No. So... So when you say a plate of cookies, you can never know what's happening. Doesn't mean someone put ten cookies on and everyone got a cookie, else I got a cookie. Doesn't mean someone put a cookie for me. But in order to hide this expression, because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to you know you can't practice love in the public. So you put it all around. Make believe that I'm interested in everyone's cookie. But really, this cookie is exclusive for this person. So let me ask you something. We got in the street, we breathe air, we breathe out oxygen. It's in the cup. We call it nature. How does nature work? Does nature mean Hashem prepared a portion of oxygen for you exclusively? But Hashem doesn't want to show it openly. He has his reasons. When Mashiach comes, we say, When Mashiach comes, Hashem says, you're like, like my little brother. I'll, I'll kiss you in, in, in the marketplace. A little baby, a little baby brother, you kiss, you kiss in front of everybody. But there are certain loves that you don't kiss in front of everybody. So today, shows today, I wish Mashiach will come and all the people will be like prophets, will all see the love of Hashem. They don't always say, that's, that's, not, that's not nice. But today, you know, Hashem doesn't practice love in public. So what does Hashem do? Hashem prepares a portion of oxygen and life for you. But in order that it shouldn't be so, so, such an expression, so Hashem puts oxygen for all the cats and all the dogs and all the grain and all, the, all of the people. That doesn't minimize. So, anybody know what's happening? <laughs> how, how do... I, I came in the morning and here I, I bought a love of bread and pick and pay. Good morning. it. Is this love of bread exclusive for me? An expression of Hashem's love to me? So what we do is... Hashem does is makes miracles. Because nature really hides this exclusive connection. So Hashem makes a miracle. What does a miracle mean? A miracle like this. I have to cross a lake. I have to cross a lake. I start swimming, and in the middle, I feel my my, my energy is ebbing out. Now, all I was swimming, I didn't think Hashem, I, I didn't feel Hashem is really saving me, because everyone swims. I could also swim. All of a sudden, I feel that I'm going, and with the rest I say thank you Hashem. But you know, you know that thank you isn't so great, you know, because the best I, I <laughs> But if I come to the lake and it'll split into 12 parts, and I walk through. Thank you, <laughs> Right? So a miracle shows us the expression of Hashem's love exclusively to the people, and, and every Jew as, a, as an exclusive person. Purim told the real story. The real story was Purim. And it's a custom called Megillah. Megillah means Megavin. And when you, there's a custom that when you read the Megillah, you don't read it like, you know, it's a scroll. You open it up. You're say, going say to the people, Rabbi Shai, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to tell you the whole story now. The whole story. And the story of nature. And this is a story how everything in nature is a miracle. Hashem's name is not mentioned. Everything is a miracle. Can I bring you an example? This is an example. In the days of Ahasuerus, this Ahasuerus was a king for Hauduat Kush. He reigned over the whole world. He wasn't a Persian king. He wasn't. the king of Persia. He was. He was. He was a Persian. He was the head of the Persian Empire. But he reigned over the whole world. Now, in those days, Al was the capital of Persia. He sat in the throne of Shushnabira. Anything is special about the story? Nothing. But we start uncovering it. We realize. Wait a second. Um, Buhad conquered the whole world. Babylon was the capital of the world. When Kirish, the Persian king, captured the Melukha from from grandson, he didn't make the Persian empire the capital of the world. He conquered Babylonia. Babylonia was the capital of the world. He took Buhad place. And he set up his throne in, in Iraq, in Bogdan. Now, 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 the next king if the Kirish was Ahasuerus. See, he wasn't a Persian king. He was the king of the world. And the capital of the world is Bovil. So why was he in Shushan? The answer is, He's on the throne. What kind of throne is that? What throne? No. Wait a second. He decided, he was so proud, he has to have King Solomon's throne. And he had King Solomon's throne. He was afraid to sit on it. Because there was once an Egyptian king that went up on Solomon's throne, and one of the lions gave him a, a zets that he was called the Neche, Pyre the lame one. So he didn't dig on Salmon's throne. So he decided, I'm going to make a replicate, said that? Huh? I'm going to make a copy of Salmon's throne. Now, he couldn't find such artists only in Shushan, in Persia, because they were Persians, Persian craft- craftsmen. So he sent the message to the Persian. He was sitting in Babylonian. Even though he was, he was a Persian. He was sitting in Babylonia. He sent messages that make, make me a throne. When they finished making the throne, it was just too heavy. They couldn't move to Babylonia. He uprooted the capital of the world. World politics, the whole world. The capital of the world. He, he went from Babel till Shushan to sit on the throne. Why? Because Mordechai had said was in Shushan. Yeah, Mr. The whole world is turning over. The capital of the world, the king of the world, the capital of the world, has to get into his mind to make a throne. And he can only find a Persian craftsman. Excuse me? Yeah. So the start the start's off simple story. He was in Rachacharish, 127 countries. And when he was sitting on the throne, Shushan Abira? No, this is a miracle of miracles. He was the king of the world. What's he doing in Shushan? Because he was sitting on the throne. So what? So what? He could only find the throne in Shushan. And Hashem's, the whole word politics that Rachachacharish should be a neighbor. To, to, to. Because if he would have made the same party in Babylonia, and the people would have came, Hashem would have decreed, there will be no Esther, there will be no Mordechai, there will be the end of the Jewish people. So here you see natural phenomena, nothing very special, it's a kiss from Hashem. And that's what Megillah is, to teach us that every single phenomena of nature is absolutely uh, intimacy, it's personal. Everything is personal. I always bring the martial of a kiss because that's what a kiss is, a kiss is a one-to-one basis, you can't kiss two children at the same time. It's something Hashem personal to us, exclusively to us, and that's why the name is Purim. What does Purim mean? Purim means who a girl, the lot, the, the lottery. The strongest expression is a lottery, because when you when you when you get win that lottery, the whole issue of a girl is it's it's statistics, it's chance, and we know that Hashem talks to a lottery, right? We know that. Hashem's language through nature is lottery. When we divided the Jewish land into the 12th Shvatim, it was through a, a girl. On Yom Kippur, when you have Echad Lashem, la Echol la Azazam, and it's something very, very deep, we, we cannot say, this is Azazam, Hashem, has to say it. Hashem has to send it to Isaf. If we send it to Isaac, it's blasphemy. You be with me? You have the two, the two, the two, the two goats? One is for God, and one is for, one is for Azazam, for Isaac. We cannot send Isaac a peasant. So Hashem says, "Make a lottery." And I'm the one who decides. This goat is for Esau. So that's why Purim is the expression of Hashem's interference within nature. This expression is the greatest love that we can talk to Hashem, because if I sh- say that Hashem, if I say that Hashem makes miracles, where have made the 60s? Isn't travel? <laughs> I can talk more than 60 minutes. So if I said that Hashem makes miracles, well of course Hashem makes miracles. But the Purim is Megalit, opens up the story of nature. That everything in nature is a miracle. Every breath of air is exclusive to me. Wait a second. So what everyone else has here? Oh, Hashem give you air. doesn't want you to see it. See so put air to everybody. But everything that we have is exclusive to us. So the most important mitzvah is the Megillah. And the Megillah is the Megalit. telling us a story. Where Hashem's name is not mentioned, how in nature, everything in nature, most basic things, and this is the strongest love that we have to Hashem, that everything we have is exclusively for us. Now, if we were not to read the Megillah, we couldn't continue any mitzvahs, because we don't know what it's all about. But after we finish the Megillah, we have three more mitzvahs. We have two mitzvahs of presence, Matonas Le'av and Mishloach Monetz. And then we have a mitzvah to eat the suda. Now the eating of the suda is much stronger than the presence. But let's, talk, let's first talk about the presence. The issue is like this. We, when we do mitzvahs, we have two kinds of mitzvahs. When do, when do, we have two kinds of mitzvahs. One mitzvah is to open our cup, That's one kind of mitzvah, to open our our mind, which is mostly learning Torah, saying Kriyat Shema. The mitzvah of speech is usually to open our minds. Say Kriyat Shema, which means to to, to express the the, the reality, Hashem Echad. And the mitzvah of Megillah, etc, etc. But there's a rule, Nishbayet Yitzchem, I beswear you, im ta'iru, im ta'iru is if you become excited, and you are aroused with love, Atshatekhbiz, make a khayfitz out of it. That's That's not the literal translation. In other words, do some kind of an action. If you love somebody, do something about it. Don't keep it in your heart. If you love somebody, do something about it. If you, one of your children, you know, does something very nice to you and you're full of love, you know, buy something small. Express it. Express it. Unless you feel it's pulling spoiling him. But it, with the real love between husband and wife, it's extremely important. If you love somebody, do something about it. You come home, you sit on either chair, take a big, big, big newspaper, and your wife doesn't exist, and you say, I love you my heart. That's not love. If you love somebody, do talk to them? Do something about it? Now, the the, the inner love that we have to our of Purim is the Megillah. Because Megillah is Megal, opens up our minds. But after we have this appreciation, we have to make expressions. Now, the strongest expressions of love is presence. When you give something to somebody. That's the strongest expression of love, giving something to somebody. And by the way, I once told you this, I can tell you this again. It's a very, very wonderful utensil. Giving presents, small presents, not big presents. Big presents has a completely different meaning. But small presents, if you buy it, sometimes you have a child who's extra ornery. And you can't get through to them. And you don't want to just, make, make, you know, just make, make you nervous. Take them aside and say, I brought you a piece of chocolate. Don't tell the children. It's only for you. It'll make wonders. It might be your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your husband, your wife, a little present. There's wonders <laughs> in the world. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's a wonderful idea. A little present. A big present means something else completely. It's a completely different meaning. So, but well, we want to express this Kesher, so we express it through presents. Through presents. Now, if I can give Hashem a present, I would give him a present. I can't give him a present, I give it to his children. <laughs> very simple. If I want to give someone very good a present, and he doesn't take presents, I give it to one of his children. His name. as if he gave it to me now there's two kinds of presence this presence rational presence and this presence love presence as an, as an example if I if I see that let's say so that's uh, someone, one of my friends is writing with an old big pen you know big BIC you know old big pen and see, you see know, every time you know he's trying to get me through and I go to the store and tomorrow morning, you know, write right the dining, and say, I brought you a present, a pocket jar. You know, it's not something which is, uh, which is earth-shattering, but it's a nice present, a small present, and it's giving you something that he needs. He says, thank you, thank you. Now when I, now when I write checks to, you know, to pay my bills, <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have a good pen to write with. There's another kind of present that you give something, it's expression of love, just like a flower. Now, you give, you give, you give your wife a flower, she's not going to eat it. It's pure expression. These two kinds of presents is mishloach Achmonis matanis Matanas Matanis means you give a poor person money. That means someone who is missing something, you give it them. him. Mishlo Achmonis means you have your neighbor down the black who's worth a hundred million dollars and you send him uh, a Johnny Walker blue, blue label that's mishloach Moniz. Now he could buy a blue label himself, he has more money than you do. It's an expression of love. That's all it is, you know. When when, when you come Shalal the house is so full of, of cookies and and a cake that you know the children are the dentist is going to have a party. So so what are these presents for? It's an expression of love. So there's two presents that we give on on Purim, and this is two expressions between us and Hashem. One expression is expression that, that we appreciate and that Hashem gives us presents, and gives us everything we need, everything we need. Another expression I think is for love. If you're wearing a shirt, so let's say you have a gentleman wearing a shirt, that's Matanus <laughs> Lev He's wearing a tie, that's Mishleif Right? <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't walk out without a shirt. And a tie is expression. And all our life is full of presents from Hashem. So on this day that we are trying to express Hashem's love, of course, if you give the presents without reading the Megillah, it's Gornish. But after you read the Megillah, and it's Megala, opens up the truth. Everything is from Hashem. So we say, Hashem, you know, what you give me, I want to give you back. It's, it has to go both ways. So what if Hashem gave me? He gave me two kinds of presents. I give them back. How can I give him back? I can't, throw, I can't throw it up. I give it to his children. So the first thing I do is my ton of Anybody who's in need today, we'll get it. You're talking halakha now? Yes. Well, I don't pass my as a problem. You're yes. <laughs> Does it have <laughs> to be direct? Of course it, it. could be direct. It doesn't have to be direct. The best thing is direct. Definitely. Yeah, I told you last year, I told you what I, what, I, what I personally do. It's not so simple to find. So really, today, they to have gaboyim, to have, you know, the people that take money, they give it on a perm. But I I, I, why you recall, I, have, I have my own friends that I know them. I can't give them money and work, But I make a special shalach for for them. You understand? So like this, I have a shalach manis, I I buy a bottle of whiskey, a bottle of wine, or, or cake. So I'll put in the groceries, I'll put in the coffee, you know, which is something, something expensive, and I'll put in some uh, a few cans, which are expensive. So you have 50 shekels, 100 shekels, 150 shekels. I said a beautiful box. He thinks he's getting shalach manas. If he wouldn't know he's getting manas, he wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very good way to give him a sl- I don't know in this country if you know such people, but I have neighbors who, you know, really, you know, avyanim, you know, the mahajim. Kosher, you know, kosher poor people, for poor. So, coming back to the issue, so we have two expressions. Again, we have expression, which means expression Hashem gives us to fulfill our needs, because we are in Hashem's eyes, and our eyes. In reality, we have nothing. So, Hashem showers us with, with presence, with kind of presence that gives us, sustains us. So, therefore, to express that, we, as if we, we give a present back to Hashem. Hashem says, you know, you, you have children that, that really need. So if you, if you take care of my needs, I'll take care of your needs. And Hashem's needs is, is that these poor people should have what they eat. And then there's expressions of Ava between us and Hashem, and we do the same thing. We create Ava between the Jewish people, which is between us and Hashem, between one big family. So again, that is the expression of these two mitzvahs. The expression of these two mitzvahs is to generate the exclusiveness of, of, of our connection to Hashem to feel that everything is so personal that's called it's very very personal and it's very interesting that the mitzvahs are so precise if you notice that when it comes to, to the mitzvah it says you have to give to two poor people when it comes to Mishlech it says to one, one to one because love is better practiced one to one but when, you, when you're fulfilling people's needs you know <laughs> Don't pick the one who you love and give it to them. You know, spread it out. You follow? When you're expressing love, you know, you don't have to express love to the whole Jewish people. Express the love to the one who you're close to. So that's an But you might say, you know, I have, a, I, have a, I have a third cousin who's a poor guy, and, and you know, no. <laughs> spread it out. Spread it out. These mitzvahs, like all mitzvahs, are expressions. It's not just it's not just the money that you gave, it's not just the, the present that you gave. It's an expression that that's what's happening this day. This day is this is the day of connection. The day. That everything that Hashem, Hashem forgets our various, forgets everything. That is the day. And everything and this whole day everything is everything is, is presence and connection and love and, and relationship. That's all that's going on this day. So we can't, you know, we can't make a mitzvah. Hashem doesn't want to make a mitzvah to go to, to, you know, to a little baby and kiss him. Because we live in a practical world. So that's, that's the strongest expression, presence. And the depth of presence, of course, is much deeper than the presence itself. The next mitzvah is Purim. Now, this Sudaspuram Purim is, is, is a very, very powerful mitzvah. Let me try to explain this. In the connection between God and man, The strongest expression of God's kindness... Now, now, you have to get my words. Not the strongest in, in, in quality, not the strongest in quantity. But the strongest in clarity. The strongest expression of God's kindness is food. Almost the only phenomenon that you find every single day that a person is hungry and he feels that his, 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 his neshamah has become weakened. He really feels, he feels weak. And this weakness means that he's going to die. That's what it means. It means he's going to die because if he just keeps up like that for another few days, he'll die. And he eats something, he actually feels how he absorbs energy. It doesn't take a second. It's not like you eat a vitamin, you know, and then five days later, you feel, well, you know, it helped me. Food is something which is which is from Instantly. In other words, food is an expression that Hashem actually generates life. You could feel Hashem's closeness. And and let me let me explain this a little more. I, I, I explain this many times that the the object that Hashem kept exclusively to himself in this world. In other words, if you if you have a piece of bread, so the piece of bread came from Hashem. But you don't feel it comes straight from Hashem's hand. You you buy it in the store. And to prove it, you can store it. I I can put away bread for tomorrow. I can put bread into a freezer. And you can store everything in the world. Even you can store oxygen. You can have an oxygen tank. There's one thing which you can't store. And you can't buy in the store. It comes from Hashem's hand, which is life. Hashem is called Elohim Chayim. It takes a split second to die. You have no guarantee of life from second to second. Life is something which is completely in Hashem's hand. You can't store it from second to second. You can't put it away. You can't guarantee it. You can't put it in a vault. It could be the biggest millionaire. You can put everything away, besides life. If Hashem takes away the life, that's the end of the story. And the Messiah says these words. His words are, He says, elav This is what is was mostly connected to God is life. God is called Elohim chayim. Now. When we eat, we actually feel Hashem is, Hashem is, Hashem is filling us with life. Which is the strongest connection to Hashem. And really, food, food really, is the most exciting thing to bring us close to Hashem. Making a bruh. There's nothing that brings us close to Hashem as food. A person when he eats, had to prove it to you, to prove it to you, because everything is balanced. In other words, a car, in other words, a car is a wonderful invention. A wonderful invention. It has yes. wonderful energies. And it can could, it could, it could, you know, take you to the beautiful places. And it's a very dangerous thing. Everything has two sides of the coin. The same is true with an airplane, it's even bigger, even more wonderful. It's even more dangerous. There's nothing that connects you to Hashem as food. And to prove it, there's nothing that disconnects you to Hashem as food. You start eating, you just, your head just flies away. When you make that berakh of Yishayin, the The of Yishayin is a disaster. Why? Because you're just, you're just too full. And that's the truth. Food is, is, is the most crucial thing. If you get used to eating without making a barakh, or if you make a barakh, you don't eat with concentration. Just by eating, you feel, by yishman, you're sure, you become, uh, satiated, that's the word, yeah? Huh? you give a kick. The nature is, when you eat, and you're full, you kick. And who do you kick? You kick the one who gave you the food. That brings us close to Hashem, and connects us to Hashem with food. When you eat, you could actually feel Hashem generating within your energy. This is the most closest thing to Hashem is food. And that's why every time you eat, you have to make a bracha. And a bracha means brecha. Brecha means a fountain. And that's what the fountain means. Fountain means connection with this many times. Now on Purim, there's a special mitzvah of that's Purim. Because today is a day of connection. Today is a day of connection. Wait a second, but if you eat, you're going to lose your mind. Wait a second, I read the Megillah. Of course, if I eat before the Megillah, I'm in trouble. But I read the Megillah. The Megillah opened up the truth. And answer that truth. It's a mitzvah to eat. And there's never a day that has this mitzvah like a Purim. So you'll say to me, what are you talking about? There's a lot of times in the mitzvah to eat. But I explained this many times, I think this. like, I'm sure this I'll explain again. The Bishkarab explains it like this. Every Simcha of every Yom is different than Purah. Because the Yom Tif says, And we say, and the we say When you, when you eat a surah on Purah, on, on, on Pesach, on Shuvah and Sukkot, it's to connect and to be happy with Hashem. But if you eat, and you feel good, but it won't remind you of the beauty of Hashem, it has nothing to do with the yom So when it says bisamaqda, bisamaqda, the happiness is with something. The only place where it says is I'm poor. which means the, the, the happiness, the food, the happiness is, is a is a of mitzvah without connecting to anything. You understand know what I'm saying? No, you don't understand. Let me explain to you. I'm a a yeshiva boy B'chashem. Right? We have a poor student, And everyone's singing, and all of a sudden, one of the little boys comes in. And he's some kind of a mask. He's dancing on the table. And he's making he's making a joke. And he's making himself crazy, and everyone's laughing. So one of the boys, you know, one of the real female boys and says, That's herless! That's not simcha. Get him out of here. We have to, we have to we have to say. Allah is wrong. Because this child is that's the Mitzvah of Purim. The Mitzvah of Purim is Mishta and happiness. Not on Pesach, not on shuuz, not on sukkahs. On Pesach the Mitzvah is Begeen lebris mechal voy, be happy with Hashem. But to put on a mask, and to juggle, and to stay on your head, is no Mitzvah. On Purim, it says Mishta the Simcha. It doesn't say Simcha ba Hashem, Simcha baanes, Simcha ba Simcha. So you say, what kind of funny the Mitzvah is that? The answer is, you know, you seem to understand what the what, what the lemon is about and what the broom is about. The it's a mitzvah. Don't ask no questions. First, let's say agree. That's the root. We're going to this word. Now, only on Purim, mishta and simcha is the mitzvah all by itself. Never will you find simcha by itself. Simcha means This We give voy. Simcha with something. Over here says simcha. Simcha with what? Not with nothing. Just being happy. So the children are jumping on the table. And someone's juggling and someone's making a funny joke. Now of course you do an aver, that's an aver. That, that's not simcha. That's chet. But just to eat and to enjoy yourself on Purim, that's the mitzvah Purim. There's never such a mitzvah. Why? Because on Pesach, you don't have the realization that simple happiness is closest to Hashem. You didn't read the Megillah. Because why am I happy? Because of nature. Nature? That's not Hashem. Wow! Shem took us out of a There's Hashem. But just play, just play nature. You're not going to find Hashem in nature. On Purim, we find Hashem in nature. So what do we do? The mitzvah is we eat. So we eat. What happens when you eat? What do you do when you eat? I feel good. What does it have to do with Hashem? What do you feel good? feel good as Hashem. Where would you get that from? I read the Megillah. Today's Purim. You got it? That is the mitzvah of Sudeh's Purim. And it's exclusive mitzvah. You'll never find any other day that has such a funny mitzvah. To the extent you have to get drunk, when you get drunk, but my mind is my mind is flying away. If I get drunk, I'm, I'm going bananas. I, I can't think about Hashem. That's not the mitzvah today. The mitzvah is that the, that the wine, here, it, it, the wine itself is here. It is because Hashem is wine. Is Hashem everything is Hashem? Why? Because the Megillah opened up the appreciation of that of that closeness, of that relationship in the in the most basic issues of nature, which is spread around the whole world, and that's why only on Purim is the mitzvah of Sudaspur. Now, how far do we have to go with this closeness? The epitome is, that we become so drunk, that out of, out of, out of utter happiness, we, we say a word which is a, te- which is a wonderful meaning. And this word, you could never say, no other day could you say that ugly, terrible word, Baruch Hama. But on Purim we have such a realization, that even the most negative, the helpful things of life are really the sweetness of Hashem. Only on Purim you can say that. You can say, Hashem, I love you for my car. I love you for my children. I don't love you for the heart attack. I don't love you that mama's ill. I don't love you for the headache. That's part of nature. And he understood with Purim, the Purim story was at the, the darkest moment. The darkest moment that ever was. Hashem wrote us all. And that moment generated the strongest love. So poor the only thing that we can come to the epitome of appreciation, and we say, go ahead, There's no other thing you can say this. Any other day this is a blasphemy because you never had that, that that understanding, that appreciation. Only poor And then you go even further than that, and you say, "How do I get hold of Hashem? How do I go hold of Hashem?" Oh, no problem. Let's say, you're Elchaz Fashon. Sure. You, you need a Yeshua, you need a Shaddik's child. You want the chleis, you want, you want this, you want that, you need the chleis. Whatever it is, any marshal. So what do you do? You go to, you go to the Chavaz he yes for a bracha. the Chavaz Khan was living, you go to a tzarek, yes for a bracha. On Purim, the closeness is so great. The biggest tzadik is Mordechai. You have to say the words, I don't need you, Marduk. Get out of here, Marduk. You're a curse to my life. Because as long as you're around, and I feel that I can connect through you, I won't feel the real intimacy between me and Hashem. The real privacy. So even though Marduk is the greatest blessing, but, this, but there's a certain point on Purim, we come to such a that there was such a close tie. I didn't need Sadiq. We have such closeness, we say even Mordechai, Goodbye Mordechai. Yeah, but Haman, come on Haman! What do you mean, come on Haman? I'm drunk, I'm drunk, but it's, it's, it's the epitome of the truth. The epitome of, 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 of the appreciation of the closeness to Hashem. That even Haman can be looked at once a year, that there's an akutah, of course not the whole Haman, but there's a, there's, a, there's a point there, that really? Wait a second, look what the blessing Haman brought. And even Mordechai, which is the greatest blessing that ever was. If you're going to be part of my life, Mordechai, too much, then you're going to interfere. Of course, I go to Mordechai as an example, a beautiful example. Hashem gave terror to the Jewish people. Remember the story? Beautiful example, beautiful Pasek. I don't know if you ever noticed but beautiful posik. So Hashem gave the people terror. And Meshavim was in the mouth. Hashem says, Lech, will so go down. And tell tell the, tell the people that they should. So, Moshe Ben says, I already told them. No, you go down and tell Aaron. What does that mean? Hashem says, Moshe, you don't be on the mountain now, because now in the of in Yiddish they say the shadchan. He, he under the but the shadchan is not there. Okay? Yeah, but Choss hey, i am the shadchan. You know, you get your money, get out of here. <laughs> Moshe was the shadchan. Shem says, come on, get out of here, get out of here. Talk to the people now. So there's a certain kudu of Mordechel, I don't need a shatkin, we don't need a shatkin. This is interesting, this, this, this is a chasm ka'ala. Once a year, pay Pesach we have Meshwabayn, she was doing everything, you know, and once a year, and we've we, found we, many we, times, Meshwabayn, Oz Yosher, you not Meshwabayn. Not Oz Yosher, where was the Meshwabayn, I forgot about it. The Oz Yisrael. Sure, one of the songs, whatever it is. So coming back, that's the, that's the Shleim HaSagpur. And all this is to teach us that is a very very wonderful day and this wonderful day is an eye-opener for the whole year, like every other day. There's no such thing as exclusive Purim. On Purim all the heavens are open, it's a wonderful day but to open our eyes it's a Megillah to open up and to, to, to see reality. To what extent, and this is the extent because even even Pesach, shua Sukkot don't tell us to such extent, to what extent we can we can appreciate that everything in our life, the most basic laws of nature, was created sp- exclusively for us. It's private, it's exclusive, it's, it's in between us and Hashem. So what if Hashem gave another hundred thousand people, He gave, who gave Hashem houses and dresses and, and, and coats and, and, and children and fathers and mummies and all beautiful things. That's just to hide the connection between us and Hashem. Every single one of us is a Banyakhid. And this, this exclusiveness is, uh, is on, on, a, on, a, on the basic of the Jewish people as, as a whole, and as, as, as every one of us in the front. I think it's enough. Uh, <laughs> Very <laughs>